1: to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9. My name's Martine and I'm an alcoholic. The purpose of this show is to increase public awareness of Alcoholics Anonymous as an effective means of recovery from the disease of alcoholism. Our show has two parts. First, we talk about about alcoholism, what it is and what AA can do to help, and then we'll interview a recovering alcoholic who is an active member of AA. I'm now going to ask our
0: guests to read the AA preamble, which is read at the start of every AA meeting. Hello, I'm Tracy, and I'm an alcoholic. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organisation or institution. Does not wish to engage in any controversy. Neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. So what is
1: alcoholism? Alcoholism is a disease, not a disgrace. There's no shame in having an illness or a disease. An unusual feature of this disease is that it will do whatever it can to convince you that you do not have it. However, once it has a hold of you, the progression of symptoms is like the classic disease model and the victim is as helpless as a sufferer of cancer. If you're an alcoholic, you're at the beginning of a long road that usually ends in one of three places, prisons, institutions or death. And if you think this sounds dramatic, we can assure you that our collective experience has shown this to be true. The challenge is to convince the alcoholic to admit that they need help and become willing to seek it. Denial is a major symptom of alcoholism. The alcoholic is often the last to recognise it and admit that they have it. Our definition of alcoholism is that it's an allergy of the body coupled with an obsession of the mind. The allergy is the physical aspect of the disease. After having the first drink, the phenomenon of craving develops and we lose control over when we will stop drinking. The old saying is, one is too many and a thousand is never enough. And yet because of the obsession of the mind, the mental aspect of the disease, the alcoholic is compelled to keep picking up the first drink. This makes us powerless. We often hear from sober alcoholics that many doubt whether life could be fun without alcohol. Fortunately, those same people report that their lives were improved dramatically since they became sober. The 12-step programme of recovery, which is discussed at meetings and which is outlined in the Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book, is how we get sober and maintain our sobriety one day at a time. This programme has a proven track record of helping otherwise hopeless alcoholics to achieve long-term sobriety and recovery. It has taught us how to enjoy life sober. Okay, for anyone who's joined us, you're listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9. We're just about to interview a member who is going to share their experience with alcoholism. So let's meet our guests. I wonder if you'd like to introduce yourself with just giving us a quick sketch of who you are. Maybe starting with your age and how long you've been sober.
0: Yeah, um, I'm Tracy, and um, I am seventy, and I have been drinking for most of my life, mm-hmm. um, but now I have managed to stay sober for eleven months. That's great.
1: Are you working at the moment, or
0: you're no, retired? No, I'm retired now. Excellent,
1: and what about? I wonder if you could tell us a bit about uh, your family and where
0: you're from and and your childhood. Okay, I was brought up in Auckland, and we we had a wonderful life because uh, we had a a yacht that you could travel, you could stay on, and that was my father's passion, and that was our life really every weekend and all the summer holidays. But come with yachting is a lot of alcohol consumption, right? Um, and so that, that was a big part of the holiday, especially for my father and his crew that used to come along with us. Um, and I think probably the first drink I had was actually on the boat. Right. Um, and when I, th- I seem to remember I was probably 15. That was going to be my question was, was you know, how old
1: were you when you first had your, had your first drink? So can you tell us about the experience of that first drink? How did you feel? Great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah it um well for one thing I was anorexic as well right um so it sort of took away the hunger right and that was a big big issue for me um and of course I just you know that feeling of relaxation of being just a little bit away from the world and yeah. you're coming you're being anorexic you sort of at a point of stress all the time anyway about right. eating or not eating or something like that. And it took that all away. I'd forget about it. And I could relax. And and how did your drinking continue? Well, I did the usual teenage thing. Mm-hmm. I can remember, you know, opening a car door and throwing out as we drove along the road. That sort of horrific experience, fainting and passing out in the toilets, dances. And, and, you know, I didn't worry about it then because everyone was doing it. Mm. And then um, I got married, and I had children quickly. I was only in my early 20s. And for a period of time, I was actually really stable. I didn't drink much because of the pregnancy, and I was um, very happy. I loved loved having little babies, you know, so that was good. Um, And then um, our difficulties began. I was a little unhappy with, you know, um, my marriage situation, and... I started to drink more and more, right. um, and in my mid-thirties, I actually left my family. Actually, and did a very sensible thing. Ha! <laughs> huh? uh, moved in with an alcoholic, right? Who also turned out to be violent. So I drank heavily for two years, right, to and get so, through that. And so you obviously knew that that was a problem. Did Did mm. you try and stop? Not at that stage. What stopped me was that I got very sick, right. They called it glandular fever, but I actually think my liver was you know very upset with me right <laughs> so so that was what made you realize that was the start of it. it didn't right. stop me drinking but okay. it made me realize that that was uh, it did stop me drinking to that degree, right yeah and
1: so so at this stage, had you lost you know any jobs, relationships with family,
0: friends, loved ones, that sort of thing? I never lost a job. And I used to call myself a functioning alcoholic because right. I did turn up at work. How I was functioning probably wasn't that great, but yeah. I did get up there and I managed to, to do that most days. So I, I didn't. And I was in a specialised area, so there weren't that many of us to actually replace what I was doing. Right. Um, and and of course, yes, I've damaged very much damaged my relationship with my children at the time. Right. Mm. And and how did you feel? You know what was your
1: m- mental, emotional, spiritual state like at, at, right. at this point? Oh
0: well, I was deeply depressed. Yeah, deeply depressed. Alcohol makes me depressed, yeah. and um, of course, I felt terrible about my life, how I was how I was living, and um, basically, I didn't want to didn't want to live really. Yeah, but I wasn't prepared to do anything about it. Yeah, um, and so I drank more to forget. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, deep depression. Lots of um, attempts at counselling and, um, yeah, just, oh, I don't know, going to church. But that didn't sort of seem to work for me at the time either. Yeah, just quite a few years of that. Yeah. And it wasn't mm, – sorry, carry on.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to say, could you describe your rock
0: bottom? Well, um, there were lots of them it seemed to me Right. <laughs> but it wasn't obviously the last one for quite a while there was many many times I said that's I, you know I, I would be so ill yeah I can't do that anymore I can't do that anymore um, and swear I wouldn't but I did and I'd be, go off for three weeks or something and not drink and then just go back on to it so as we know it's a disease of relapse as well isn't it to a yeah. large extent and forgetting you forget I'd just forget. What it was like to be uh, hungover and um, and depressed, you know. Uh, uh, so I've forgotten where we were at with that one. But we were talking about your rock bottom. And oh yes, yes. Um, but actually, the major trigger was only uh, three years ago. Right. And I did a pilgrimage, and at the time I didn't think that it had it actually had such a huge effect on me mm-hmm. um, because I drank all the way through the pilgrimage. Yeah. Um, but when I came back, after a month, I I just, just thought, I just need to help. I need help now. This is not something I can do for myself. And I just went to AA. Right. And that was the beginning of, of the best part of my life. Mm. Excellent. So... So, you
1: just did Did you just find the number in the phone book? How did you actually get to your first meeting? Can you remember?
0: I think I went, I looked online right. for meetings. Yeah. Can
1: you tell us about that first meeting, what it was like, what it felt like? Yeah, paint mm. a picture for people who are mm. maybe
0: thinking about doing their own first meeting. Mm. Well, of course, I was very anxious. Yeah, very anxious, hungover. <laughs> 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 and, uh, <laughs> And I remember feeling, like, very small, very scared, very um, sort of shrunken. You know, I just didn't know how I – I wanted this to work, but I didn't know how it was going to. Yeah. And, you know, the people there were just open arms, welcoming. And it was quite a – it wasn't a big group. It was quite small. So that was a nice sort of opening for me. And I listened a lot. And I managed to speak when they asked me to, but the the initial feeling, and a lot of people speak about this is that i um I felt accepted, yeah I felt that these people understood me yeah um and these stories everybody's story had something in it that r- related to my story, you know even though they were re- often quite different stories, yeah. quite different backgrounds. And I remember coming out of there feeling – I knew I was in the right place. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Mm. So how have you – how do you think you've managed to stay sober? What,
1: what What do you do to ensure that you're looking after your sobriety?
0: Well, going to meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'd ease off a bit, but my sponsor – I've got a sponsor. Great. And she's amazing. Um And she's been with me the whole time, since the first night actually. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, And we've done, we've been through the steps once. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going, starting again now. And um, I have some tricks I had to do, like a lot of of people who work, five o'clock is drinking time. Yeah. Or half past five, or whenever you get home. Start thinking about it at three o'clock, (laughs) at the latest. But five o'clock was drinking time. So, what I find now is I actually uh, eat very early, right? Because once I've eaten, I don't feel the urge so much. And I've um, I've developed spirituality, Mm -hmm. so I can talk to um, talk to my higher power, which I I have um, learned to relate to and help with, get help from, and. so I can sort of start – I recognise I get addictive messages. Right, yeah. There's a voice there that says, um, oh, have a drink. Yeah. yeah. What does it, it matter? matter? Life's a – it's a horrible day or it's a great day yeah. or, it's, um, you know, or it's a celebration or, or it's sad or whatever. There's all sorts of reasons. And these, these voices are, are still there. Yeah. But I recognise them now. Yeah. And I ignore them as much as I can that makes but, sense? <laughs> yes it does
1: because I had the same thing I had the same thing um, they have a drink have a drink and and yes I had exactly the same thing so I can completely um, relate to that so when you have difficulties if say I don't know something really unpleasant happens or something shocking or something emotional what, what are some of the things that you do um,
0: to, to cope with difficulties when they come along well my sponsor says I don't ring her enough right but that's a good one <laughs> uh, to do, um, and it always helps. Yeah. It always helps to do that. Uh, what else do I do? I pray mm-hmm. and I eat. Yes, right. <laughs> I'm best to eat, and the, you know, anorexia never really leaves you, so that's sort of an issue for me. I have to make myself do that right. sometimes. And will I exercise. That helps. Yeah. Well, sometimes I just watch a trashy movie on TV. Yeah. You know, anything that'll just sort of steer me away for that day.
1: Yeah, because Mm -hmm. it certainly is one day at a time, isn't it? Yeah,
0: that's right. So um, has service been an important part of your recovery? Yeah. It took me a long time to stop being all about myself um, because that's what I went for with me, you know, and I didn't actually realise what an altruistic movement the AA movement is Mm. Um, but I soon started doing dishes that was the beginning Uh, dishes at the meeting and then eventually I became the welcoming person Mm -hmm. and um, for the last six months I've been the secretary of the group as well great Um, and that seems early but it is quite a small group and um, I had a lot of help from people around me you know experienced people who guided me as well and that that's been I can see that I haven't done a lot of what they call twelve step work, which is working with other people. Yeah. But partly because I haven't been living in a very populated area, there wasn't right. really anyone around me that was calling me. If you know right. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, how would you describe your life today? How d- how do you feel within yourself? Well, I mean, the, the other thing I didn't mention when I um, when I was drinking was that I had completely lost. Any faith in anything, completely lost hope, and that that's the difference for me now is that i I have hope yeah. you know that life life is going to be fine, no matter what um in fact, better than fine life is is the best as I said before it's the best it's been, yeah, you know in my whole seventy years yeah.
1: <laughs> or fifty anyway, <laughs> and so. How has your life changed? I've, you you mentioned your relationship with your children, mm. and that's improved.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's they're gre- We're great, and they're grown up, and they've got their own families. And mm. and so, what about the other parts of your life?
1: Things like um, travel, home, interest, things like that. How have they changed since
0: you've become sober? Um, I haven't travelled again. That was since since that pilgrimage. Um, and of course, COVID has really mm. <laughs> put the kibosh on that. But in terms of my, my home, I've spent a lot more time um, sober in my home. Right. And the, the major thing I notice is it's a bit sort of trivial, really, but it's when I get up in the morning, my house is in a total shambles. I've sorted, I've done the dishes, <laughs> I've you know, sorted everything out, put the everything away, and tidied it up. And I get up my, every morning, I go, oh, this is great. I used to get up to such a mess and mm. I'd have to rush off to work, you know, and I'd be, Ugh. yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's sort of trivial, but it's a big thing for yes. me. Yeah.
1: So AA is described
0: as a spiritual program. What does spirituality mean to you? It's a big part of me now. Mm-hmm. In fact, AA g- gave me my faith back. Right. That's where I think it, it um, and I have... Um, I'm doing a lot of meditation with an 11th step group um, and I'm taking a, a course in um, Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that's, a, it's probably, you know, AA is my rock, but um, my spirituality is the other main major thing in my life. Right. Great. So how, how would you say that spirituality differs from a religion? Mm, that's a tricky question, but spirituality for me is just—I um, love anything to do with nature. Mm-hmm. You know, so that—that that is what—it's a—it's a feeling. Um, it's a feeling that I gain when I'm out walking with my wee dog and um, and just looking, especially where I lived before, looking at snow-capped mountains, things like that, and just the wonder. It's a wonder. You know about how beautiful the world is, really, even though it has its issues. Um, and religion, I suppose, is, is the other side of me which likes ritual mm-hmm. and loves um, the singing yeah. and my relationship with my high power. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's the it's the same thing really, but I experience it in different ways, right? Does that makes sense. Yes, lovely answer. Thank you.
1: What does a life lived on a spiritual
0: basis look like? Well, I certainly have learnt not to sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just feel like I've got a, a grounding. You know, I feel like I'm rooted in the ground, and I'm not. Um, it takes a lot less to actually stress me out, or even I'm really working on on worry. Right. A bit of a worry wood, um, but that that is less too. It's just you just take it, life more easily, more relaxed, and and I see, um, I see, good things, and I try, I try to help other people see the world like that, right, less negatively. Thanks.
1: What would you suggest for any listeners who think that they? May have a problem. What What advice would you give to someone, or what sort of advice do you wish someone had given you when you would when your drinking became a problem?
0: Well, I guess advising someone gently to, that they might want to inquire about AA, um, but I really feel that it has to come from within in them. Yes, you know you have to you have to actually. It's a feeling that you really want to do something about this. This problem, it has to be a commitment. Mm. Um, even though you might not quite believe it when you first get there, that that's going to change things, and keep going, you know, keep 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 on with the commitment. Mm. Mm.
1: What questions would you ask someone to help them decide whether they needed help or not?
0: Mm. I think I would focus on um, how do they feel within themselves about mm. drinking. Do they wake up in the morning feeling, you know, absolutely devastated by how their behavior has been? Yeah, um, yeah how it affects their whole life, really, and um, relationships. Um, are they divorcing themselves from friendships or, or or the things in their life that gave them pleasure before? Yeah. Um, or as I did, isolating. Um, those sort of questions just make them think about what what is going on for them which could be caused by the drinking. Mm. Tracy, thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your story with us. Thank you. It's
1: been a pleasure For our listeners, if you've related to anything you've heard or would like some more information about Alcoholics Anonymous, you can look us up on the web at www.aa.org.nz or you can call us on 0800-AA-WORKS. There are over 60 meetings a week in Canterbury, so it's likely there's one near you. Join us next week to hear more from AA members sharing their experiences. Our show airs every Monday at five thirty on Plains FM and repeats on Wednesdays at twelve thirty pm. You can also find podcasts of our past show on the Plains FM website at plainsfm.org.nz, or you can download, subscribe, and listen to podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. That brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for listening. And remember, if you want to drink, that's your business. If you want to stop, we can help and you don't have to do it alone. We will now close the show with a serenity prayer as we do in every meeting. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The The courage courage to change change the things things I can, and and the the wisdom wisdom to know know the difference. difference. You've been listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show on Plains FM 96.9.